Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Chris Tate joins us today on Talking Trading for a full wrap of the global markets. We look at the tariff tantrums in the USA, the divorce proceedings in the UK, and how the Aussie market has performed since the federal election. And Chris also shares which opportunities he has his eye on at the moment. In Mindpower, Louise Bedford looks at pattern recognition for both survival in life and in the markets. And with the phenomenon of Bohemian Rhapsody and Ramik Malik's Oscar-winning performance, Louise looks at the Queen song, Another One Bites the Dust, so you can hear a pattern that you might not have heard before. A warning that this segment does mention recreational drugs, but please be aware that we are in no way condoning the use of any non-prescription drugs or medication. Now let's hear Chris Tate for a full market wrap. CT, there is a trade war happening in the USA. How did the markets close last Friday on the 31st of May? Well, this is, this is the intriguing thing. I mean, you got the Dow down, what, 350-odd on the day. Uh, we, apparently, the future's down another 170-odd as we speak. This is the, the problem you run into when you have government by Twitter, that you tend to get these emotional swings in the market. And it did look for a little while as if the US were going to try, or the Dow in particular, was going to try and punch to a new high. But this 25,000, 25,500 just seems to be a point it cannot get beyond. And dare I say that the S&P 500 looks dangerously like a triple top. And this is the thing, they, they all look top. And if you look at the broader Russell, if you look at the broader market in context, which tends tends to be a better barometer than narrowly held indices like the Dow, it really hasn't shown much in the way of being energetic this year. So there just doesn't seem to be that broader support. But again, when, when you've got, you know, uh, this degree of idiocy in the White House, it, it's hardly surprising that markets are going to sit there and go, well, we're really not certain what's going to be happening in a year's time because we're not certain, certain what's happening today. Let's talk about the trade wars and the tariffs from your traders' point of view. What effect do these tariffs have on the United States? Because it's a it, double front, it, isn't it? It's Mexico, it's China. It is, and it, it's it's more, it, it should, I, I think calling it a tariff war is probably overstating it. It should be more put in context of the tariff tantrum, which is which is more likely what it is. 
the, the issue that I think the Americans face is that the current administration does not understand in any way, shape or form the way the Chinese behave or their aims and ambitions. Nor do they understand the capacity nor resilience of Asia in general. Uh, to put, put this case in point, and whilst Japan and China are very different, when I used to work with the Japanese a thousand years ago, I was quite surprised that their diaries were intergenerational. There is a different mindset. Uh, we would think, what pub will we go to on a Friday night? But we couldn't make that decision until Wednesday because that was long-term planning. The Asian mindset is very, very different. You're, you're talking about a culture that is probably three, maybe 4,000 years old. So they have a deep, deep sense of time. They also have a different sense of strategy. You've got to understand that these are descendants of the people who wrote The Art of War. So they understand this sort of conflict at a level that my guess is the American administration doesn't. Case in point, the case of rare earths. The bulk of the world's rare earths are found in China. They're not found anywhere else. Without rare earths, the, Americans, the American technology and defence industry stops. It doesn't just grind to a halt, it stops. Sorry, sorry, what are rare earths? Uh, rare earths are things like metals such as lithium. These are all used in the production of very, very high-end electronics. Without them, modern industrial society as we know it, in terms of computers and the like, simply can't function. They, by and large, come from China. There are accessory supplies. We're an accessory supplier, but only on a small scale compared to them. The Americans also don't understand that the role the Chinese play within their bond market, which is what they refer to as their nuclear option. If they were to step out of the US bond market, American interest rates will go through the roof. So what will be the effects of the tariffs on the American people? Tariffs are bad for everybody. I saw a chart the other day that looked at the imposition of tariffs versus jobs in manufacturing. And whenever tariffs are implemented anywhere, manufacturing within that country collapses, particularly in the US. And so it's not really a tantrum anybody wants, simply because the consequences are, are beyond the understanding of the current administration. To, to get an idea of the idiocy, Trump's pronouncements that tariffs on Mexico's will stop illegal immigrants, you just think, what the hell? Who hit you in the head with a hammer when you were born? Because it's a nonsensical statement. Let's go to Australia. The ASX reached a top of 6,500, the highest level it's been since 2007. How's the market performing? Well, it, it did uh, post-election. It went up for a little bit, then it went on a normal transmission is now resumed. And <laughs> what the past five trading sessions, we've drifted back down. Um, you know, we're drifting around this 6,400 mark, which is, you know, it, it's, it's, it struggles to hold this 6,400, 6,350 mark. And you can understand why if you take a step back. And whilst I'm not an economist, if we look at the way Australia functions, Australia functions, it, it used to be when I was young that it said that Australia rode on the sheep's back. That's now no longer true. What we do ride on is dirt we dig out of the ground and sell to foreigners, which they convert to really, really expensive, high-end technical products, and we buy them back. 
because for some reason we don't make them ourselves, and the banking sector. And metals prices by and large are mediocre, and the banking sector has been absolutely belted by the Royal Commission, and so they've hunkered down into their own shell. And so there is no real driver. So what we have to rely upon is being caught in the slipstream of the US. And so we just get dragged along by that general sentiment. If the US general sentiment is ordinary, then we're ordinary. It's that old adage that if all street sneezes, we catch a cold. We're just collateral damage. What do you think of the up-and-coming interest rate cuts? One of the things you do is you look for analogous situations overseas. And we've had a profound series of interest rate cuts all around the world. It seems to be a global phenomena, and it's not having the impact people think. Uh, it might be good for land rats who all of a sudden, you know, get a little bit excited in their loins because, you know, somebody might buy a house at auction on the weekend. Land rats. It's a wonderful expression. It's so descriptive. But beyond that, it, it doesn't seem to be doing the things people think it's, it, it is doing. It's not acting as any form of psychological stimulus uh, for our market. Okay, let's go to Europe and poor Theresa May. Footsie. One, one of the things that always surprises me is that people are unable to take a macro problem and convert it down to a, a level they might understand. Hands up everybody who's ever seen a divorce that was clean and friendly. That would be nobody. All right, what is Brexit? Brexit is a divorce. What's the expectation that it would be clean and friendly? Yes. Well, that's simply insane. That was never going to be the issue. And when you look at how dysfunctional the Conservatives are in the UK, Mm. how idiotic they are, Mm. I mean, they're seriously considering Boris Johnson as Prime Minister. Now, in a different era, Boris Johnson would struggle to get a job as the village idiot because he's overqualified to be the village idiot. And Nick Farage. And Nick Farage, who's just a compulsive liar who couldn't lie straight in bed. It, it was never going to be clean. The UK was always going to be battered. And throw in dysfunctional leadership and throw in the polarisation of the leavers and the remain with no middle ground, you were always going to get, it was always going to be appallingly difficult, very messy, but profoundly entertaining for outsiders. Asian markets, how are they performing? They're very ordinary. Um, They're just not getting going. Precious metals. There's not a lot to write on. Precious metals, ordinary. However, there there are signs of life in gold, which in turn means... With, with any degree of luck, there will be signs of life in our junior gold miners. So there is, there is a little ray of sunshine there. There is a little sort of gap opening because we do have this very, very tight nexus between the price of gold and the price of our junior slash speculative miners. I wondered that when I looked at the charts this morning. I wondered if it was a little ray of sunshine. Hmm. It's triggered my system or one of the systems to be long gold on both uh, a four-hourly system and a daily system. What about softs? 
And it's, it's again, it's that thing of the, the two standouts there, or the two reversals we've seen in short term are both Coffee Robusta, Coffee Arabica. The soy complex tried for a little while, but then struggled. Things like live cattle have been in a downtrend for ages. It's been a very powerful, very profitable downtrend, but there's no sign of it reversing. And even traditionals like lumber have had a series of nice runs, but are now just oscillating, looking for somewhere to go. So what opportunities are you looking at at the moment? I can only speak to what I'm doing. And at present, I'm short energies, long gold. And as of this morning, looking at our junior slash speculative gold miners to see what they're doing. So what would be your advice to traders this week in the markets as they look at their positions? Uh, Put your headphones on and ignore the noise. CT, entertaining as always. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Caroline. This is Ali Brown and I'm listening to Talking Trading. Have you ever seen those magic eye pictures where if you stare at them for long enough and if you let your eyes go sort of blurry, you can see a 3D shape appear. It might be something like a dinosaur or an alien spaceship, but unless you can phase out and and sort of stare into the distance, that apparition doesn't become apparent. Now, some people can never see them. Some people struggle with this, but others can see them within a second or two. It's funny, isn't it, how humans are? Usually, though, once you've seen the pattern, you can never deny that the pattern is there. Once you have seen the secrets that the market has revealed, you do know that you can never renege on that knowledge. And humans do seek patterns. There are loads of examples of this. I am looking at a car at the moment and I can see two eyes and a mouth. It looks like it's a little person. And car manufacturers do that on purpose. They allow us to anthropomorphize the car or the toaster or the microwave, whatever it is that they're looking to elicit an emotional response from so that we feel kindly towards that item. And in fact, if you're alone, I'll bet you've spoken to your toaster before. Or is that just me? (laughs) The more patterns we can see, the quicker we would have saved ourselves from that tiger hiding in the jungle. The quicker we would have seen that spider ready to bite us when we were one of our primitive ancestors. So we are pre-wired to see patterns. There's another example in music. You might be familiar with the Queen's song, Another One Bites the Dust. Now, it is a bit of a controversial song. When you play it in the direction that it's supposed to be played, you can clearly hear the words, Another One Bites the Dust. But when you play it backward... Either you can hear nothing because you haven't heard this little quip that I'm about to tell you. You can't hear that there are separate words. It just sounds like something being played backward. Or you can hear a sentence. Now I'm going to play this for you so that you remember the song and I'm going to play it backward for you and just have a listen and then I'll tell you something to look out for. So I'm going to play that for you now. Now I'm the duster. 
So when it's played forwards, you can hear another one bites the dust. And when it's played backward, you can probably only hear a lot of gobbledygook and nothing is very familiar to you. But what if I told you that when you play this song backward, you can hear the words, it's fun to smoke marijuana. It's fun to smoke marijuana. Now, listen again. I'm going to play it forward and I'm going to play it backward and listen and see if you can hear the words, it's fun to smoke marijuana. I've actually often thought that that song, Another One Bites the Dust, would be quite a good anthem for a trader in the first place. Be aware that if you can't initially hear that pattern, it's okay. A bit of practice makes perfect. You might need to hear this in six months or a year's time. You might need to listen to this several times before you can hear that so-called encoded message. And that's okay too. Sometimes it can take a while to see the patterns right in front of our very eyes, or our ears in this case. Could you hear those words? I'll bet you you could. And I'll bet you that every time you hear that song backward, you will hear those words from now on. Once you've heard it, it's almost like you can't unhear it. Now how does this apply to the markets? I can tell you that your role as a trader is to make everything unconscious so that you can act with complete conviction and no unconscious symbol is going to block you from achieving your goals. You need to identify patterns fast. You need to act on your trading plan without question. You need to establish that pattern that your trading plan is sacrosanct and that you will never defy it. And once you've established that pattern, that is what it takes to create a brilliant trader. So look for the patterns in your charts. Look for the patterns in your behavior and realize that once you can perfect this, this is your key to freedom. And that's it for this week's episode, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear life and business coach Maureen Pound. I'm Caroline Stephen. We'll see you next week. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. 
The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.